The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to P.I.'s Declassified, an inside look at the world of private investigators. Your host is Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator. Francie and her guests take you behind the scenes and into the genuine, sometimes gritty business of investigation. You'll hear stories from the trenches with plenty of surprises. Here's your host, Francie Kaler. Good morning. Today we're going to be talking about audio and video enhancement, the myths, the facts, and the benefits. But first, uh, let me tell you, last week I announced that the subject today was going to be on the death penalty, and I had some guests scheduled for that. That show's been postponed due to a scheduling conflict, and so I will be revisiting that topic in the next few weeks. So now for today's show, discussing audio and video recording, working with it to get better quality. We'll talk about what can be done, what can't, the benefits of working with an expert, often critical pieces of evidence in a myriad of legal proceedings, and we have forensic examiner Doug Carner, who's going to be available to answer my questions and maybe yours and practical applications and procedures. He does image analysis, filtering enhancement, restoration, authentication, identification, extraction, isolation, and other such uh, activities with audio and video uh, information. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Francie. Thanks for being here this morning. With Doug as a private investigator, Jim Allard, to talk about cases he's worked on involving these topics, and uh, one of them specifically with Doug. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Francie. It's a pleasure to be on your show. And thank you for being here, too. First, let me tell you a little bit more about Doug. Doug Carner is the president of Forensic Protection Incorporated. He's a forensic technologist with over 20 years' experience resolving audio and video surveillance challenges for corporations, government, law enforcement agencies. He's highly trained in multimedia recording and capture forensics software and that kind of equipment and security platforms. He's skilled in audio and video image analysis, enhancement, authentication, restoration, editing, and systems design. He does hold a Bachelor of Science from the University of California at Davis, where he was a Phi Beta Kappa, and he's worked as both a lead engineer and systems integrator. And he also has pioneered industry methods, including such things as creating a camera correction filter for pre-recorded video, inventing a self-recording solar camera. He created an online enhancement service. He patented a wireless security system in use on, in use on millions of doors, and he's board certified by the American College of Forensic Examiners and in security management recognized by both ASIS and uh, the National Institute for Certification and Engineering Technologies. 
So first of all, I want to ask you, um, Doug, what does – you have two designations by your name, a CPP and a CHS-3, Roman numeral 3. What do those things mean? Well, the CPP stands for Certified Protection Professional, and it's the highest certification given out by the American Society for Industrial Security. Um, and it requires a person to be uh, well-rounded and skilled in every aspect of security management. Um, I consider this a critical item for me to get because it gave me not only an understanding of the enhancement process, but more importantly, the equipment that acquired the video or audio in the first place. And that kind of background allows me to have a greater understanding of what it takes to improve the, uh, the media. The CHS stands for Certified in Homeland Security, Level 3, um, and this uh, was necessary because of all the DOD work I've done. Um, I am board certified by uh, the American College of Forensic Examiners, um, as well as, as noted, the American Society for Industrial Security. Okay, and DOD is Department of Defense? Yes. Okay, and when you say board certified, what, is that, what does that entail? What does that mean? Uh, well, there's a very extensive vetting process. Um, as an example, in the case of the CPP, you have to have at least 10 years in a management position in uh, the systems integrator side um, and, and pass a, a very extensive test uh, of the knowledge base that you have encompassing every aspect uh, that would be involved in the audio and video as well as physical security. Okay, and pardon me, Doug, but I have no idea what systems integrator means. Um, when uh, systems are tied together, um, when you have a, um, an audio and a video and maybe even a physical security, uh, say an access control or an alarm, uh, they, they have the knowledge base to be able to tie all those systems together and bring them to a unified interface. I see. Okay. Interesting. And the... Um, National Institute for Certification in Engineering Technologies, that's, uh, do you say that at, with the letters or, or is that an acronym? Uh, are you on the NICET? Uh, it's called NICET? Yeah, the NICET uh, is a, uh, a widely recognized um, uh, certification uh, program. Usually it's associated with fire certification, uh, but they... Uh, they're very selective as to which other certifications they will recognize, and the, the CPP uh, being recognized by them is a, is a huge acknowledgement of that this isn't some credential mill, but uh, requires a, a serious commitment uh, to the science um, and a, a high level of proof of the skill set to acquire that, that certification. Great. And, okay. in fact, um, the CPP certification... It's something, if you ever look at uh, plans for the uh, uh, electrical or, or um, uh, video surveillance deployment on large, large buildings, you'll see that it's always stamped by someone with a CPP. Interesting. I didn't know that. Well, so let's start out with um, what are the myths concerning what kind of enhancement can be done and what can't be done? Well, the most common one, the one that's usually the most fun to talk about, is what's called the CSI effect, and it's the belief that you can infinitely zoom in. And it 
gets its name from the television show of the, the same name. Um, there are numerous episodes that are made fun of on the Internet uh, that refer to the ability to keep zooming in further and further. And one, uh, one that's my personal favorite, they have a still photograph of a man standing out on the street. That They zoom in all the way to his eye, and from the reflection off his eye, they're able to have all the details to catch the bad guy. And the analogy I make is, if such technology was ever feasible, you could take a Polaroid picture of the night sky, and you wouldn't need the Hubble telescope. Um, (laughs) I'm so disappointed. You mean we can't really do that? (laughs) No. And... uh, it uh, you can usually get a doubling or tripling of resolution, which can provide fantastic clarity results, uh, but uh, definitely infinite is off the table, at least at this time. And uh, the other has to do um, with the belief that, now on the other side of the myth, is the belief that you can't get into proprietary systems. Uh, Panasonic and Vicon and other brands require a player to see their video, and their video is in a very proprietary format. The purpose behind this was so that you could prove to the court that it hadn't been tampered with. The downside to this is it would it would prevent someone from being able to do any kind of enhancement to improve its quality. Or if you had a case, uh, several I've had, where oh, what you want is actually not enhancement, but you want to be able to blur the face of an informant or of uh, those who are not party to the investigation so the jury aren't seeing them then uh, you need to break it out of that proprietary format. And we have developed the tools to do that. But it is generally believed that that's not possible. And it's also believed that correcting for focus issues, uh, where cameras out of focus, that those aren't possible. So myths work on both sides of the equation, both the things that you can't do and the things that you can do that people believe you can't. Sure, and I, I suspect, now you, te- you often testify as an expert, correct? Yes, and do you run into high expectations from not only the attorneys that are higher that hire you, but the juries? Well, most of the occasion has been in the consulting capacity, and yes, they they often have the expectation um, because they too have been, I guess, seduced by uh, television and, and movies uh, to believing that that um, more can be done than is realistically possible, or that the juries have to be educated kindly uh, as to what is realistic. Um, But I also find, not so much on the jury side, but on the uh, lawyer side, that it comes as uh, news to them to find out that you can do things that they had always been told couldn't be done. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is uh, quite enjoyable to enlighten them that uh, never assume the no's you've heard in the past. And in fact, to that end... um, I think it's really important for any of your listeners who have dealt with uh, prior cases where the technology couldn't support their, uh, what they were trying to accomplish to revisit it. If there's a cold case in the same way that DNA has allowed cases that 20 years ago were unsolvable to easily be solved today, um, the audio and video forensic side allows the same thing to happen where now you can get the clarity necessary to make that positive identification or recognize that license plate uh, or pick up that voice so quiet in the crowd that mm-hmm. once was impossible. It's possible today where it wasn't. That's a really good point. Um, because, it, I mean, if you just think about the products that have come out 
to the general public in the last year, you can see how that uh, things are are rapidly increasing as far as uh, the ability to perform the kind of work you do. Yes. Well, isn't the equipment that uh, you have to do this kind of work very expensive? Well, yes and no. Uh, What's very interesting is the market is somewhat saturated with software packages that run in the range from $20,000 to $100,000 and and, uh, attempt to automate the process. The problem is is that there are so many variables. There's the resolution of the camera, which is not going to match the resolution of the recorder. Uh, There's the transmission medium, which might be wireless or coax or IP. And there's interference. There's brands of of equipment. There's so many variables, and that's just on the video side, that automation usually can't get to the end goal. So it requires more than one piece of equipment. Um, It requires hundreds, if not thousands, of different filters and scripts and programs. Uh, But most of it is done now in the electronic world of uh, doing this in, through software rather than try to do it in the physical world of having equipment connected with wires, which is how it had to have been done uh, just 15 years ago. Interesting. Interesting. Well, Doug, i got a quick question for you. Yes, you know, yes I, Jim. I've, this is Jim. I've been dealing with this type of stuff uh, for a long time, getting equipment. You know, I, I think our place that we, I worked at before actually spent about $50,000 on a system that was going to enhance all of our video for us. So we're going to be able to see that blurred face. We're going to be able to get that license plate. We're going to be able to zoom in. But ultimately what we found out is, one, is that the software was so complicated, so convoluted, that nobody could use it except for the people that actually created it. So then we would be subject to them coming in and actually trying to teach us to, to use it, and of course, you know, just being cops slash investigators, it, it's way over our, our pay grade and in our heads, and, and it's something that we didn't really want to deal with. We want to be able to do kind of what you see on TV, like you're, you're talking about the CSI effect. I want to be able to plug in this, this video. I want to be able to push a button and select what I want and enhance it. Now, are you saying the technology is getting close to that now because... Like I said, we weren't able to do anything, and that $50,000 piece of equipment has set, and nobody's used it. Hold that thought, Jim and Doug. Um, Let me just uh, take a break here. Forensic audio video expert Doug Carner is my guest today, along with Jim Allard, who is a private investigator. We have much more to talk about. Stay tuned. to hire a private investigator, ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call one 800 350 C-A-L-I. 
For a national association, Francie's Choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on P.I.'s Declassified. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. Forensic technologist Doug Carner has been telling us about the details concerning uh, his credentials, and we've gotten into a little bit about audio and video enhancement. You heard the voice of Jim Allard, and I'd just like to tell you a little bit more about Jim. He's a licensed private investigator from California since 1998. He's had 20, or he is serving uh, part of 29 years of law enforcement, security, and investigative experience. Um, He was formerly with Orange County Sheriff and Huntington Beach Police Departments. He's investigated, supervised, or managed hundreds of investigations while he was working as a patrolman, as an investigator assigned to uh, narcotics, bunco, forgery squad, and robbery homicide. These investigations targeted career criminals, narcotics investigations, stalkers, street and bank robberies, homicides, kidnapping, major fraud, identity theft. And during his law enforcement career, he's worked with the FBI, the U.S. Marshal, and other specialized units in joint operations. He's a board member of the California Robbery Investigators Association, 
a past board member of the Southern California Fraud Investigators Association, and he's a member of both the California Homicide Investigators Association and the California Association of Licensed Investigators. So, Jim, I wanted to uh, just let people know who you were other than uh, just a voice here on the radio, um, and I really appreciate you being on the show. Perfect. Glad to be here. Let's go back. Um, you were saying um, you were talking about the equipment that I believe your experience has been equipment that law enforcement has used um, to do similar things to what Doug has been talking about. Right, absolutely. You know, during working robbery and homicide, you know, we get a lot of video footage from banks and, and, and stores and different locations and even people's homes. And, and the problem that we run into is that we have this expectation, okay, I got video footage or I got digital video, and, and, and we take it to this system here, and we spent tons of money on this thing, and, and we're hoping to, to get something. In reality, we never really got anything, and that's why it kind of went down. So that was my question to Doug to see if, if technology is, is still – I know it's moving, but are we to the point where we can actually do stuff? And, and one more example that I can give you is, is that some of the photos, a video that we get, it would be either pixelated or blocky, you know, you see how it's all, it's hard to make out, and so we really weren't able to get a clear picture of the person that uh, we believe that committed the crime at that time. Well, there's two issues there. Uh, one is that um, you could imagine how the clients of private investigators would, would love it if there was such a thing as a do-it-yourself polygraph kit that they could just pull out and it cost them a few bucks, bought it out at uh, Walmart, and they were ready to rock and roll. But that doesn't happen because it does require much more than just flicking a switch and assuming they can account for, again, all those variables, uh, like some of the ones I spoke of earlier. And that's the problem here. These automated softwares, they're, they're well-written and they, they've got the best of intent, and, but they have to um, simplify so many of the settings because they can't expect that the user to have 20 years' experience in there. Uh, and they have to make a lot of presumptions about what they're going to receive. And if those presumptions aren't met or if the limited choices you have in settings uh, don't cover your scenario, then the results are going to be a little less than what you were hoping for and sometimes a lot less. Um, the uh, attempts to constantly uh, add whatever the new filter uh, might be that they feel is best, again, isn't going to count for every scenario. And it's why I have... With the thousands, as I mentioned, of scripts and filters and programs, I have never used the same combination twice on any two files to be enhanced, and I doubt I ever will. That's interesting. It, uh, it is a very complex process, and so I view these automated softwares as a good starting spot. And in some cases, if what, if what you're providing them is an audio or a video file that's tailored to what they were designed for, you can get pretty good results. But to optimize it, it does require a skilled professional, just as it does with a polygraph, to be able to know how to set up everything and in what order. Also, to what you mentioned about the blockiness or pixelating, and I, I think you're referring to those little squares that a, a, a video seems to be made of, that has to do with how the recorder is saving it. It's actually saving each eight dots by eight dots as its own video and saving it simultaneously with all of its adjacent blocks. So 
the attempt to try and enhance that as one image will always fail because there's no correlation between each block. But if they're separated out into like a thousand simultaneous videos and each of those are enhanced independently and then it's recombined, then you get a much, much better enhancement. And we've actually made that part of the process fairly automated in what we do. But I'm not aware of any of the large programs uh, that do that, uh, mostly because it takes a tremendous amount of computing time. And when we do it, I actually have eight computers running simultaneously for about four hours performing that, just that one step. Boy, that's uh, an amazing process. Um, so you actually take all of those tiny little squares and individually, uh, in, I guess, blow them up? Well, individually enhance them. Uh, it, another uh, important distinction, and I'm glad you brought that up about blowing it up, one of the most common tools used out there, and it's usually in all of those twenty dollars to $100,000 softwares, is something called super resolution. You can actually get that free on the Internet. Um, NASA perfected this for their deep space probes many decades ago. And what it does is the same way that if you have a scanner at, at your home or office and it says it has a resolution of 600 by 1200, but it gives you settings all the way up to 9600. Mm-hmm. What it does is it guesses what dots should fill in the blanks. And that's the same thing super resolution does. The problem with that is you're actually inventing data. And not only is that open to being fallible, but it also creates the issue that if you try and present this in court, the other side of the litigation table can point out how 75% or more of the information the jury is looking at was made up. That tends not to hold up well as evidence. The um, other issue is that if the video has noise, uh, the kind you often see when someone's filming in a low-light situation or with really cheap equipment, then that noise is also amplified and made to be super resolution. So in the end, you really don't gain anything. Uh, it requires instead that the noise be extracted out, then the individual blocks be enhanced, and then the entire video reconstituted, and you'll get a much, much clearer video. Okay. All right. That's very interesting. Now, Jim, you and Doug have worked on a case together. Yes. We Can had you a, tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. I had a domestic case, and um, what had happened is I actually seen Doug at, at uh, an association meeting, and he was doing a presentation, and I was very interested in it, and so that's what, what uh, brought me in with Doug. So I get a case where a person had received a phone call, it was a message left on her cell phone. When she listened to it, she, of course, hears what she believes is a female voice along with this, and there should not be a female voice. So at this time, she asked, you know, is there a way to enhance it? And I said, well, yeah, I, I know a person, and um, I called Doug, and I explained the situation, and uh, he had me send him the, the um, recording, and then he was able to make out the voices, and also I asked him to do certain other things for me just for the client because the client, their expectations is, is really hard for us as investigators because when you say that, yeah, well, yeah, we can enhance this, they automatically believe it's going to be talking just like we are right now. Right. Where it's perfectly clear, it's, it's, there's absolutely no doubt 
as opposed to, no, we're going to be able to clean this up a little bit. You're going to be able to make the distinction. So I actually had Doug do this, and, and he did a wonderful job for me, and I was actually quite pleased, and, and the client was pleased also that we were able to do it. But he added on at my request to actually slow down the video so you can see the breaks in the, the conversation. So you have the male voice and then the female voice in the background. So there actually was a female voice. Correct. I also should point out here, too, that that um, as sophisticated as, as all this is, and I'm always looking at uh, being a bit of a perfectionist to add more and more, this is not something that costs a fortune um, as the, your, your audience shops around. Um, the um, services are now being offered as fixed pricing rather than some open-ended hourly. And being able to do what Jim was describing or the things we were describing before should all cost somewhere in the hundreds of dollars, not thousands of dollars to be done. That's good to know. And if you are dealing with someone who truly does this as their main item and not as a side note, you know, not a videographer that happens to do enhancement or, or someone who is part of everything else they offer does some audio enhancement, if it's really their focus, in a matter of minutes, they'll know what can be done. And as such, to evaluate what should be done should never come with a fee. If they know what they're doing, they're going to offer to do the evaluation part for free to say, here's what you're going to get and here's what it's going to cost to have it so that you can make an educated decision and inform your client before you commit to any funds. Okay, sure. All right, Lynn, private investigator Jim Allard and forensic expert Doug Carner have been discussing the ways and the ins and outs of audio and video enhancement and its uses. Be right back after the break. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on PI's Declassified. IRB Search is simply the best online data provider for locating people, businesses, and assets. IRB Search gives you strength in numbers. With one click, you can access billions of records. Even with partial information on your subject, IRB Search instantly returns current and past addresses, phone numbers, and more. Call IRB Search today at 1-800-447-2112 to sign up. Mention PIs Declassified and you'll receive a two-week trial of 100 free searches to get started. Call 1-800-447-2112 to find out why IRB Search is simply the best. 
Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. The subject of today's program is audio and video enhancement, the myths, the facts, and the benefits. I have so many questions of our expert, Doug Carner, and our private investigator, Jim Allard. So let me just start here, Doug, with I have a video or an audio, and I can barely hear the voices. Can you do something about that? Absolutely. Um, Some of the newest innovations that have come out have been the volume balancing and voice recognition extraction. Uh, Literally, you can have someone who's whispering at a restaurant They're talking to someone else, but all you hear are the clanking dishes and people laughing, ordering food, and others talking at a louder volume than the people you care about. It's not a lost cause. In fact, if there's anywhere in that recording where the person you care about says something at a louder volume, say they call the waiter over and ask for a glass of water, I can highlight that section of their talking, and then using the voice recognition filter, it will go through the entire recording. Look for that person talking in both the pattern and frequencies that the voice recognition tool identifies and lift the volume of their voice above the noise. And do this for everyone you care about. It's really rather amazing. That is amazing. Well, how about what if you wanted background noise? You wanted to enhance the background noise rather than any of the voices. Uh, Just as easy. I can target that. I can also have where you have someone standing next to a radio and the music's blaring, and I think that's covering their voice either intentionally or accidentally. Um, I can also find that song out on the Internet and electronically subtract it or, say, only retain just uh, the TV commercial in the background by using the same filters I mentioned before, but instead of boosting the volume of the people speaking, I suppress it. Hey, Doug, okay. real quick, i got a question. Um, like digital versus video, okay? Again, working with that stuff, working with the um, equipment that I was provided with, I was always told that video is actually easier to enhance, e- even though I haven't had video or digital enhanced worth anything. Again, working bank robberies, working with the FBI, they have no equipment, because you should see all the photos of these bank robbers. You're like... 
are, are you kidding me? The person, all I can tell is a human being. I can't even make out if it's a man or a woman on a lot of these things, and they're unable to do anything for that. Now, you have, can you tell me the difference between the digital and, and video? Uh, well, you really mean digital and analog. And, yes, in the digital world, I've got more information to work with. And when you're enhancing a video, it's a lot like solving a Sudoku puzzle. Um, and the larger, the more information I have, the better the results. And in the case of a digital, which would mean an IP camera, I'm going to have far more information coming in. So the level of enhancement is going to be more dramatic taking what is just an okay picture and turning it to almost looking like uh, it was done by a professional photographer uh, in some sitting still. The higher the, qual- the higher the resolution that we start with, the more dramatic the improvement. Uh, so actually, digital should give you the greatest results. But again, that's probably from your experience working with prepackaged software that was calibrated and designed around analog because that's what's most common. Now, I will tell you, um, I have, uh, we've developed something new, and this is uh, just now being announced for the first time here on Francie's show, that uh, there's a camera correction algorithm. What this means is as cameras age, their quality deteriorates. You see this when you walk into a convenience store and you look at their surveillance system and see how bad the images are. And no, it did not look like that the day they purchased the system. We have mathematically worked out how that degrades and can reverse it. So I can take a recorded video now and restore it back to the way it looked uh, when it was, the, if that system had been put in the day of the crime. Hmm. It really makes for a tremendous difference in clarity. It's called camera correction, and we just include it as part of our fast process without any extra fee. But uh, it is now, as of this moment, officially in our product line. And. Doug, is this something that, that you created and developed? Yes, yes. This is something my team did. We, we tend to watch TV, see what is unrealistic, sit around and say, okay, how do we make it real? Okay. <laughs> That's good. I like that. That's fun. How about this, Doug? When I get a video, okay, first of all, if I'm getting a video from a store or something, normally I have to wait for the 10-year-old son to get there to, to be able to download it for me because the, the people there have no clue how to use it. But once I get it on video, normally they're keeping these videos in there over and over and over and over. Now, are you still able to extract the, the images out and, and actually clear them up? If you can see it, I can enhance it. That really is the rule of thumb. And um, I've had people who don't even know how to work their equipment who have just sent me the whole recorder. I can work with that. Um, I've had hard drives sent to me. Um, it, it's extracted, and they go. And we don't know which one to extract. It gives us five different options. I tell them, send me all five. We have an electronic Dropbox, so it can just be uploaded right from where they are, right to our servers, uh, so I can get it the same day and begin the uh, evaluation on it. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Again, it's, if you can see it, uh, we can enhance it. Then you can any form you want to send it, put it on a thumb drive, put it on a CD, DVD, uh, or just electronically upload it. Well, Doug, a, a police video is a specialized kind of a video. Uh, what can you do with that? Are you talking about from police cars? Uh-huh, from police cars. Yeah, the, well, you have a tremendous amount of shaking as the vehicle's moving. There's a lot of jitter of the image going on. Uh, this creates also motion blur. Well, we have filters that can uh, reverse that motion blur 
and put it back in focus. In fact, focus is a huge issue with anything, even with the cell phone video, and we can mathematically change the focal point. Even in still security cameras, you can have a scene watching a bar that's set on the cash register five feet from the camera, but the event that's going on is the fight that's 20 feet away. We can take the video and recalibrate the focus after the fact to now be focused on that fight to give you the clarity. Same is true with the police car. I can change the focal point to be where that license plate is, where the suspect is coming out of the car, um, stop that motion jitter, and, uh, and stop that motion blur. And then what you'll end up with is a look like he was holding a high-end camera aimed at the, at the car he was following. So you can take an image that's blurred and uh, give it a lot of clarity. Tremendous, especially if the issue is caused by motion or focus-related item. So you could, could you take like one face in a crowd and be able to isolate it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, again, it depends what I get, uh, have for resolution. If, if their face is represented by one dot in the video, a single dot, then nothing is going to be able to enhance it because it's just I have no additional information to work with. But if, they're, if they represent uh, about 5% of the, uh, of the total screen, you can get a tremendous increase mm-hmm. in the clarity. Okay, now you mentioned cell phones. I heard, it seems like one of the myths is that a cell phone video can't be improved, but based on what you've been talking about, it sounds like it could be. Yes, and and there's also no such thing as a format that can't be touched. I mean, it doesn't matter what format it's in, whether proprietary, whether it's cell phone, which is wildly compressed, um, whatever it is, it's always better to find out. I mean, since the enhancements are free, I always tell people, send what you've got. Don't make the assumption it can't be done. Better you send it and find out. And if it can be done, uh, then you'll get back a, a single image that's partially enhanced so that you can make a decision going, yes, I want to proceed, or no, that's just not going to be good enough. And you don't want people tampering with it at all before it gets sent to you, correct? Correct. I want it as it is in the recording device. I don't care how proprietary that is. I want the way the machine has it. Every time someone converts it, thinking they're doing a favor, they're stripping out invisible information. While the eye can't see it, my enhancement process needed that information. Okay. Well, let's uh, switch gears just for a moment and talk about voice stress analysis. Um, You told me when we talked uh, earlier in the week that you can detect stress in somebody's voice, maybe for somebody who's a cheating spouse. Could you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Um, it is important to make a distinction. In everything else that, that we offer here, it's an absolute rock-solid science. There's no question as to here's what came in, here's what goes out. When you get into the area of voice stress or, or layered stress analysis, it is like a polygraph. There is some subjectivity as to the results. And so I always do caution people to use this as a tool and not as the definitive end-all. There are programs out there that also, again, cost in the ten dollars to $50,000 range to try and automate this process, but that's even worse for the same reason you don't automate a polygraph. Um, it's a rather labor-intensive technique. I won't get into how we do it in the, or the secrets of how we do it, but we are looking at, um, we can look at a 30-second voicemail, and the, it can be, not to pick on guys, but it could be a husband saying that the flight was uh, really rough. That's my, uh, how I'm going to calibrate it. 
and then he says, and I'll just be here alone missing you. And I can tell if there's a different level of stress in the voice. Again, even on a, on a message left on an answering machine, um, it doesn't require a live recording. Um, we can do this off of anything, regardless of its age. I, I'm currently playing with a recording done in the late 1800s by Barnum on Edison's uh, wax uh, recording device. Interesting. We have to take a break, Doug. Be right back after the break. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on P.I.'s Declassified. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili, Radio to Thrive By. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. 
That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. We were just discussing voice stress analysis with forensic technologist Doug Carner. Doug, what, what, would you want to finish what you were saying about that? Well, just that, um, again, it goes back to don't assume it's a no. If you've got something, then you think that, uh, hey, I need to know, is this person during the interview process or the spouse um, or this person about the contract, are they lying? Easy enough to send it off, find out if that's good enough to uh, uh, have the test run on it, since the evaluations are always free, and then from there make the assessment as to whether you want to proceed. But like everything else, uh, doing this should always be something that you have a fixed price on so you know what you're dealing with and should never be more than a couple hundred dollars. Sure, and I I guess what you really want to leave the audience with is that – you know, keep checking back. There's, you know, times change, technology changes, and even if it couldn't be done a year ago, maybe it can be done now. Absolutely. It is really important to, to recognize that, the, the, that always things that we believed couldn't happen. I mean, who could have imagined a cell phone 40 years ago? So and now they're ubiquitous in our society. So it is important that if you've got a case and it's really critical, revisit it a couple of years later. Uh, ask whoever the forensic expert you turned to before or uh, shop around for others and say, can something be done with this now? Sure. Okay. Well, I just uh, want to tell you that our engineer, Mike, um, who we appreciate very much for hooking us together on this show, is very interested in this show. He's been listening to it, and uh, he's quite interested in the processes that you work with, Doug. So I just wanted to let you know that. I'm sure okay. you appreciate hearing that from well, a guy that's is, in the uh, same Up business. until uh, earlier this year, the only way that anyone could get access to our lab was through uh, middlemen. Now that we allow private investigators to deal direct, uh, the, the business is, is growing rather dramatically. Uh, it also has uh, done a lot for bringing down the price, and I'm pleased for that. While we haven't changed our price, uh, I know that the services used to be thousands and thousands of dollars because there was no other way to get a hold of it. And now that people are dealing direct, the decimal point has moved over, and uh, this has made it much more accessible and allowed people to just find out, can this be done? Sure, sure. And, Jim, you know, I mean, you've had a lot of experience with this kind of thing. What, what would you like to add? Well, I mean... Just like what you just said, the engineer is very interested in in what Doug's doing, and and that's because of the propellers. And most of us, we don't deal with that. It's like, what can I do for our client? How can I resolve their problem? Well, Doug is a great resource, and we don't have to actually interfere with our propellers and and, and crash and and, and people get injured from them splitting and, and hurting each other. So my point would be is that, he is a great resource. It's something that, that, that we can now use, sell to our clients to help resolve their problem. Because when people call us, they want to resolve a problem, be it domestic or, or any type of investigation, uh, just to find the answer. And he's got it where we can now have video enhanced, photos enhanced, and uh, audio enhanced. So, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's a great deal for everybody. And the other thing, too, Jim, is that, 
Um, it's also done in steps so that when someone does the evaluation, that part is obviously free. When they decide to do the enhancement, they may do the bare minimum. That has its price, usually of about $300. And then if they decide they need something more significant later uh, because they're going to court or whatever, they just pay the price difference from what it is that they got to what it is they want. They never have to buy it all over again. Um, and uh, that also helps out because I know that a lot of the clients are on retainers. Sure. Correct. Sure. So, so just to summarize, if somebody had an audio or a video that they wanted looked at, what would be their first step and what would be their second step? Well, being a little self-promoting, they'd go to the website, ForensicProtection.com. Right there on the first page is a link to upload it to our servers. They just upload it, sign a form that authorizes us to, to look at or listen to the material, and uh, usually within a day or two, uh, they'll receive back a sample of their audio, partially enhanced, uh, or of their, the video, they'll get back a frame from it that's partially enhanced so they can make a judgment to say, okay, this represents about 70% enhancement. Do I want to go ahead and proceed? And they don't have to guess then. Then they really know from what they're looking at. And it can be images can be enhanced as well, although usually not as dramatically because I don't have additional frames to work with. Well, I, and I'm just looking at, uh, you mentioned your website. I'm just looking, Doug, at your website information, and you have a list of, of how we enhance video, and you have down here stabilized movement and isolate sequenced or multiplex video, um, remove interface interlacing, reduce blockiness, and separate color channels, reduce pixelation, noise, and graininess on a per-color channel basis, optimize focus, brightness, contrast, saturation, and gamma settings, not sure I know what all those are, but I'll throw it out there. And apply frame weaving, subpixel interpolation, and super resolution. I have no idea what those things mean, but you might want to expand on them. Well, I will say that the separation of the colors, that's because noise can exist in one color channel that might not be in another. And um, it's usually a step that's overlooked by, by almost every other enhancement process. But it is important because you might find that the interference comes from a glare that's prominent in, say, blue but not in the green channel. So that gets uh, filtered away, and then the, it gets reblended. So in the end, you still see the same clear picture. Um, a lot of the other items, it, it really does take a while to sort of explain what they are, but you're right. I do detail on there. I don't keep anything a mystery. I let people know here's the processes that, that do get done and, and how it gets done. Um, uh, I try to be very open. I also help people who want to try and do it themselves. Uh, there's, there's tools that can do some of these segments. And, um, and also, if someone's got a case where it's just, there's a tremendous need and no budget. Uh, you know, as we all do in the industry, we try and help out with the occasional pro bono as uh, as appropriate. Sure. Well, I, I notice also um, that on audio, on the audio portion, whether it be a video or an audio audio only, that you may include voice recognition extraction. Well, that's what we were talking about before, where it listens for the person, that yeah. particular person talking, and raises the volume of their voice. Okay. Well, thank you, Doug. Thank you, Jim, um, both for joining the program today. You both gave a valuable insight into audio and video forensics. If you want to know how to contact either of these gentlemen, go to www.pisdeclassified.com under the show archives. 
uh, the details of how to contact either are right below each of their bios. Next week, I have another exciting guest, and it's Attorney Jim Cooney III from Charlotte, North Carolina. Jim represented Reed Seligman, one of the three defendants charged in the highly publicized sexual assault case from Duke uh, University. Join me next week when we declassify more real stories from real investigations every Thursday morning, 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. If you have a question about a show or a topic you believe might be interesting to our listeners, send a note to me at francie at pisdeclassified.com. See you next week. It's P.I.'s Declassified. I'm Francie Kaler. You've been listening to P.I.'s Declassified with your host, Francie Kaler. Tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern Time. That's 9 a.m. for you West Coast listeners. P.I.'s Declassified explores stories of deceit, mystery, and detectives unraveling the truth every Thursday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time here on the Voice America Variety Channel.